Hello everybody and welcome to this week's official Everton podcast for our official Everton members. I'm joined by our under-18s coach Paul Tate and also by Graeme Sharp. Sharp, if I can just start with you, there's only one place to start really. David Unsworth's first game in charge ended in defeat against Chelsea but reasons to be cheerful. Yeah, I think so, Dan. I think there was, there was a lot of positives to take from, from the performance. Of course, you, you don't like to go out in, a, uh, in any cup competition, but you know it was a hard ask going down to, to Chelsea. Uh, listen, both teams made changes, but I think second half in particular, you know, the lads you know, putting a good shift could possibly have got something from the game. Uh, they went close on numerous occasions. Listen, the thing we had uh, against Chelsea were chances. You know, and that's mm. something that has been few and far between in the games previously. So I think David will be disappointed with the with the result, but not too disappointed with what he saw, especially second half. Any particular players catch your eye, Paul? <laughs> yeah, there was a certain young midfield player, <laughs> Benny Veningamy. I thought, I thought he uh, did terrific. What was your reaction when you found out that Benny was actually starting the game? Obviously, himself and David Hennan travelled, but when you found out that Benny was going to start the game at Stamford Bridge, surprised because I'd had a little chat with him in the afternoon and. The first thing I asked him when I knew he was involved with the first team was, you know, do you know if you're starting? And he said, no, I'm not starting. So when, when it came through that he was because of Morgan, um, surprised, but then real delight. And, um, Were you nervous for him, Paul, or did you think it would be something that he could take in his stride? I think you're always a little bit nervous yeah. because it's it's tough, isn't it? especially going somewhere like Chelsea mm-hmm. uh, for a 19-year-old. But um, I think he, he showed on the night what type of character he is, you know. One particular moment, Sharpie, that... We enjoyed Diamond and I doing the commentary. A thunderous tackle yeah. from Benny on Ethan Ampadu that left Ampadu sprawled on the floor, but there was no free kick. Benny was on his feet, yeah. moved his feet quickly, took the ball away from Danny Drinkwater, and I thought it was a terrific well, moment. It was, and it's like, you know, seeing what an occasion it is for the young lad, you know, to get thrown in against Chelsea and for this, and he can sink or swim. And he set the rose to it, you know, and as you said, the tackle was, was, was committed, Dan. Uh, listen, that's what Evertonians want to see. We, we talk about the NDA, you know, midfield player, got to be uh, competitive in there. So, no, he's, he did really, really well for his first game. But, you know, he's been uh, singing these praises for a long time mm. now. And, uh, you know, he's just signed a new tier, two-year contract, the boy. And, you know, you know, big big future ahead of him as well. But good to see him. Listen, how many times have you seen kids going in and, to an occasion in a place like Stamford Bridge with the pressure and everything else and kind of wilt. That wasn't the case with Benny and, and Paul obviously know a lot better than me but certainly the boy's got a big future. He seems a cracking lad as well. The dealings I've had with Benny, he seems a really smashing boy. He's a great boy. I mean, he, obviously he's, he's flying high with the 23s and obviously made his debut now but he's always down the other end of the building mixing with the, the lads of his own age group. Um, he's always in with our analysis lads, speaking to them and keeping relationships going with them. Uh, he's a really humble lad. The art of tackling, they say, is going out of the game <laughs> simply because it's apparently trying to be outlawed by the powers that be. But Benny can tackle. Well, you, you try and tell the supporters that. Mm. You know, exactly. I bet you on the way back, all our fans would have been talking about that tackle yeah. on the way back. Yeah. Um, you see it at Goodison when there's a good tackle, mm. the place goes up. Mm. You know, you, you can't you can't take it out of it, even though you know some of the laws are trying to. Um, but I think hopefully, if he does get another chance. I think he's. I think he'll show a little bit the other side of his game, which mm. which we know that he's got. He's a, he's a real good manipulator of the ball. He, he gets into situations and he gets out with the ball, and you think, oh, did he get out of it? Get out of that situation with the ball. So you know, obviously his first game, mm. he'd be remembered for that tackle, which is fantastic. Mm. But as we know, there's a lot more to come from him, hopefully. 
People likened it last night in the press lounge at Stamford Bridge to the tackle Phil Neville put on Cristiano Ronaldo that got Goodison yeah. on yeah, his feet absolutely. and effectively, effectively, gents, changed Phil well, Neville's Everton career. Well, it did. You know, Phil came in and, you know, we talk about Evertonians and whether it's away or at home, whatever, they want to see their team committed. They want to see the players committed, fighting for the shot. You know, Benny's done that with that tack, one tackle, and as you said, everybody's woke up this morning and that's what they're talking about. Yeah, Everton got beat and it was a good performance, but I tell you what, that kid... You know, do you see the tackle they made and, and that's what they're talking about mm. so listen he's got more to his game than just that of course he has but listen in that in that area of the pitch you need to be competitive you know and we've got another young lad that's come in and, and, and made a good start to his career it's important Sharpie not to get carried away no, isn't it he's, yeah. made a, he's made a good first team debut yeah. in the Carabao Cup tie fantastic lovely kid but yeah. let's keep a lid on no, it no exactly like listen you know David's in charge at this moment in time so he'll know how to, to, how to handle him and, and what's right for him uh, of course he will, but listen, it is, it's early days. You know, he's made a really bright start. Everybody's been talking about him in the academy for a while and saying this boy's got a chance. He's now been given the opportunity. He's done really, really well, but as Paul said before, it'll be interesting to see what happens. You know, come Leicester on Sunday, does mm. he, does, does David go more with experience? Listen, this is a, a, a decision he's got to make, but certainly he's got one eye on Benny saying, well, he can do it. You know, he showed against Chelsea that he's not out of his depth, so it's one to call on. It's important for players to play with a smile on their faces, isn't it? And, and a lot of them did that last night, Paul. Yeah, that's it. I think that's what youth brings when you introduce youth in, in, into the team. Um, they say the ideal time is to, to bring kids in when, when the team's doing well, but sometimes you can work the other way if a mm. team's struggling and you bring that freshness in of youth. You know? You've had some good results with the 18s of late? Yeah, very good. Um, find our, found our scoring boots. Um, the, the forward players and the attacking midfield players are doing really well at the moment. Um, and the defence have, have almost kept the clean sheet, so that's something that we're still working on. We speak about development, Sharpie, all the time, don't we? We mention it on the Everton show time and time again. The job of, of Paul and, and, mm-hmm. and his staff and the other coaches is to develop players, mm-hmm. but winning football matches is surely all about that part of the development as well, isn't it? Well, it is. Listen, and football's changed, but you, you still like to think you've got that winning mentality, you know. And I think, you know, listen, everybody's different, but you know, we'll going back to to our time. He wanted to win everything, you know, whether it was snakes and ladders with the kids or whatever kind of monopoly with your, with your kids, he still wants to beat them. Uh, and that's a mentality that you have and you need to have to, to get to the top. Uh, listen, it's changed over the years and, you know, the boys are, you know, adapting, you know, better and, and probably training methods and have got better. But deep down, you've got to have the heart, mm. you know, and if you've got the heart but along with those other traits, you've got a very good chance of making it as a footballer. And nobody can tell you that winning doesn't matter, Paul. No, it's it's you know that's that's why the leagues there. If mm. you know there's leagues there, there's, there's points to be won. Um, the players are worse than me. The players are, <laughs> are so determined to win. It's it's untrue. You know, you're a perfect example of if you do get released by Everton Football Club, which you did as a, as a teenager. It's it's not a fatal blow. It's not the end of the world. You can still go out there if you've got the desire and have a really good professional football career. Yeah, I think so. You know, I think uh, you can. You can look at it two ways when you when you get released. You can say, well, it's not for me, and I'll I'll go to university or I'll get a trade. Um, I was determined to to be a player. I thought I could be a player at some level, um, and I kept fighting. And, and, and luckily, I had a decent career. We love picking up the Sunday papers, don't we, or watching Sky or whatever, yeah. and seeing boys that used to play for Everton still scoring yeah. goals, still saving shots, still yeah. playing football. Dan, that's what it's all about, you know. And it's great. Everybody who comes through the academy wants. To play for Everton, you know, but if that isn't the case, they've been schooled in the right way where they can go down into to lower leagues or whatever, non-league, 
and you have a career out of it. You know, and you know we look at the boys now throughout the leagues who, who are out there, and we can remember them when they're at Everton. Uh, and that's what it's all about. And, and, and Paul's spot on. You know, sometimes it doesn't happen for you at a club, for whatever reason. I think in football you, you need to be incredibly lucky as well, in terms of having the right manager or staying clear of injuries at the right time or whatever. So no, it's important that you know the boys if they don't make it here that they go out and. and not necessarily in another trade, but try and stay in football because it worked so hard to get to that level, mm. you know. And to, to be released has got to be the hardest thing for any kid to take. And, and Paul's quite right; he can go both ways. You can say, "Oh, I've had enough. I'm chucking it." But no, I think the drive there, you need that drive and the hunger to go on and, and, and make a career. Paul done that. It's your first full season as the under 18s coach, Paul. You enjoying it so far? Yeah, I'm absolutely loving it, Darren. I'm uh, I'm, I'm really excited about the the season ahead and. Uh, I'm blessed coming in every day and working with these lads. They apply themselves so well. That, you know, they're 16, 17, but they're like uh, seasoned professionals. Really, that they come in and and they apply themselves. So I'm I'm really pleased, really happy. To a certain extent, you're in a similar situation to the coach of the under 23s. You, you're never entirely sure what you're going to be left to work mm-hmm. with because you could lose some of your players to the 23s in an instant, in a, in one phone call. Absolutely, and although it's, it uh, has an impact on our team as the under 18s, that that's what we want. Yeah. So, I, I got the phone call last night. Um, two of our lads have gone to Swansea today, so I'm delighted. That's that's the job to pass them on to the 23s. Mm-hmm. And you get a lot of pride from seeing the, the boys that we mentioned before playing for lower league clubs, don't you? Oh, absolutely. You know, I, I bump into lads all over the, all over the circuit, the, all over the leagues, League One, League Two, some in non-league. Um, and you know they're really proud of their mm. upbringing at Everton. Does the change of manager at the top affect you in any way, shape, or form? It can do sometimes because um, sometimes a manager will come in and and they bring their own ideas in, and that'll filter down, and that'll that'll go all the way through the club. Um, so yeah, it can affect us sometimes. Nice to see John Ebel involved last night, Sharpie. Yeah, it was. You know, uh, could I ever seen Ebel. In that position, I'd have to say no. You know, growing up him as a player, but no smashing. He's come in again. He's come back to the club, and and he's doing a wonderful job. And you know, Wednesday obviously trusts him. You know, and he brought him along there. So, listen, the most important thing, Dan, and we've just kind of touched on it, is have the lads to have a smile on their face again, enjoy coming into training. There's nothing worse when you're in a bad run and not winning games. You know, the place is dour and everything else. You need a little bit of joviality at times in the, in and around the place. And I think. You know, I, I can see the players have, have improved, not improved, have got better in the second half last night. So that mm. is a starting point. You know, they seem to like, OK, they're having a right good go. He's had to call on, he called on some of the young players, but called on some of the older players, Aaron Lennon. Kevin Morales got a start as well. James McCarthy playing. So already it's looking a little bit brighter. Mm. You know, it was, it's been doom and gloom for the last eight or nine games. You know, it's been unfortunate, you know, that, that Ronald lost his job but now is the time to, to kick on and what we've seen in the second half last night with the older players and the younger players bodes well for the future Nice to see Joe Royal involved as well because mm. Joe's presence Paul is felt in every mm. brick in this building Absolutely mm. you know he's in a, he's the only time I see him is at lunchtime because he's up that end of the man's on there but I'm straight over to him you know yeah. he's always liked his lunch Joe <laughs> <laughs> I'm straight over to him whenever I get the chance you know and sit and listen to them it's, uh, it's an education in itself yeah. and David Unsworth's elevation to the first team has left the 23s in the capable hands of Franny Jeffers and I was at Lincoln City with Sinsil Bank mm-hmm. early this week uh, the boys lost in the Checker Trade Trophy against a very experienced Lincoln Good City side, side yeah. which makes yeah. a difference but Franny seemed to enjoy it 
Yeah, I think with Franny, this is another another step up the ladder, you know. And I think you know the the, the lads, uh, Paul and Franny and everybody else, an opportunity ar- arises. You know, you don't mm-hmm. know when in, in a football club, you know, a change of mind all of a sudden, a change of personnel. But you know, it's good to see Franny. Uh, he's come in and worked hard to, to to achieve what he's done in the coaching side of things, and he's had a little taste of it now in, in a, a higher level. As you said, disappointing in the defeat, but you know it's not an easy place to go. Mm. Uh, but he'll learn from that experience as well. Every single player in the Lincoln City side has played for the first team this season. Danny Cowley only made five changes from the side that played the previous league two fixture, so it was always going to be a tough night, Paul. But the young players must get so much benefit from games like that. I was just going to say, fantastic uh, opportunity for them to develop. You think. Uh, young Morgan Feeney mm-hmm. playing against a direct style of football where he's had to stand up and be counted against a big lad up front he, he doesn't get that challenge and in the mm-hmm. 23 football now that's not the that's not the way the games are played mm-hmm. but um, realistically that's what he's going to have to come up against I mean somebody mentioned last night it might have been Graeme Stewart after the tackle by Benny Beningamy Sharpie on, on Ethan Ampadu mm-hmm. he said that's probably the first time that young boy's been yeah. tackled like that and he's <laughs> probably right. right yeah he's spot on diamond spot on there it is because we've talked about it before it's Tackling's kind of gone out of the game, you know, but it's still an art, you know, mm. if you do the right thing at the right time. Uh, and you're quite right, Dan. I think we talk about under 23 football and whatever kind of thing, we go back to the old days of the Central League, it would be better. But for me, listen, it all comes hand up, but for me, the kids need to develop, of course they do, but there's nothing wrong with that competitive edge mm. when you're playing against older pros who are coming back through injury or whatever, and you learn from it. We've talked about it before. I remember playing in the Central League when I first came down against household names, you know, mm. when I was playing against Manchester United and Man City, where I first seen players coming back from injury or whatever, or, you know, just being dropped from the team. And it did me the world of good. You mm. know, it toughened you up. I realised, you know, what was at stake, you know, for these guys. And listen, it's a great experience for the kids. I still think it is. You'd have learnt a lot from playing for Everton Reserves as well, wouldn't you? Because mm. you played against seasoned professionals. Absolutely. I mean, I remember some of the reserve teams I played in I was the only one who wasn't an international mm-hmm. at 18 we mm-hmm. played with a team full of internationals mm-hmm. played against internationals um, I remember playing in John Barnes's comeback at Anfield and there was like 14,000 14, 15,000 there and that was you know, fantastic yeah. experience mm-hmm. as a young player It was a great experience for the supporters as well because that's how I started watching Everton in the 70s watching the reserves play the, the same team yeah. the first team were playing yeah. away from home yeah. It was brilliant, it was, it was great and as you said there was a crowd, there used to be a crowd at Goodison you know, if the first team were away in London or whatever there'd be a crowd and it, it helped it helped us as well, you know, playing in, the, in, in a, the big stadium, a little bit of a crowd probably the f- uh, first time for a lot of boys, you know, but I think it was it was a great uh, grounding for, for myself personally and a lot of young players Do you have a clean Sharpie's boots, Tati? No, I didn't actually mm. have clean ratters. <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't be dirty. Uh, <laughs> no, nah, but, but that was great as well. I know football's moved on kind of thing, but, you know, I, I'm looking back. I'm trying to think when I when I was there, I think Unzi was an apprentice. Mm. I think the, David mm. was, an, was an apprentice when I was down there. Uh, but I think, I'm just trying to think the boy clean my boots. might have been Neil Sang. Remember Neil Sang? Sangy, yeah. Neil Sang, he was, yeah. he was a good player. And he, I think he cleaned my boots. John Doolan was another one yeah. who's here. So I think he cleaned Snod's boots, so the legend goes. Yeah, I think I Not paid. awfully well either. No, but I think I paid <laughs> Doolan and I gave him a few tips at, at Christmas. I don't know if Snod's did. <laughs> <laughs> so when you were at Everton, an apprentice is now the manager of the first team. We're getting old, lad, aren't we? We are, but I, I think, you know, I remember doing a, a, a little piece with David a few few months ago, Dan, we'd done it, and he was, mm. he was telling us about how he coached and where he'd come. And I didn't realise he'd played for so many teams. 
Yeah. You know, and then and the people he worked with, yeah. you know, Danny Wilson and all that. I was yeah. like, when was that? And he was telling me kind of thing and taking his first steps into coaching and everything else. And it was fabulous. So, listen, he's done his time as well. You know, he's done his time and he's now got the opportunity. How long it will be for, we don't know. Uh, but he'll be loving it. You know, he loved it the first time against Norwich at the end of the season as a defeat last night. Uh, oh, so, listen, he'll learn. He's learning every single day, you know, what it, what it takes to be to be a manager and know whether in the, in the future it's here or elsewhere. No, he's, he's done really, really well for himself. Really well. We certainly wish him well. And that's just about it, gentlemen. We are out of time. It's been a thoroughly absorbing 15 minutes or so. Paul Tate, our under-18s coach, thank you very much also to Sharpie. This has been the official Everton podcast for the official Everton members.